I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, happy Monday and welcome back to the news du jour. So I know one thing that I have been looking for for a while now is just some verified ways of helping with Ukraine that are not just, you know, Red Cross and UNICEF and things that are like kind of obvious organizations that help a bunch of countries because, um, Obviously, you know, when you donate towards a specific cause, you want your money going there. So anywho, I found a list of verified charities to help Ukraine, and it's compiled by USA Today. So I'm going to go ahead and link that in the show notes for you guys. And that way you have, if you are wanting to give money, but maybe you've been hesitant too, because some of the, the links and whatnot kind of seem, you know, maybe sketchy. This way, you know, your funds are going to someplace good. So long story short, you can find that in the show notes. And today, obviously, the large part of our news du jour episode is going to be about Ukraine and what's been going on over the weekend and then we will have one more story at the bottom for you guys so stay tuned let's go ahead and jump in so first up Trump continues to praise Putin even when everyday Russians do not So it has been very crazy you guys to watch the devastation unfold upon the Ukrainian people, witness their bravery, hear the outrage of the Russian people against these attacks, and then hear a former U.S. president praising these violent actions. And what it really brings up, for me at least, is Trump's first impeachment proceedings. If you guys remember, Trump's very first impeachment trial was over him withholding aid to Ukraine. He was trying to use aid to Ukraine as a leverage to get dirt on Joe Biden's family. I can't make this shit up, folks. We have blog posts on this subject on our website from when it was actually unfolding. And in case you did not know, there's actually a transcript of every News Du Jour episode published on our website daily. So you guys can always go there and search for a topic and read all the News Du Jour info about it since we started as a podcast almost two years ago. Our feed just gets too clogged if I leave all of our episodes up. So I usually keep about two months worth and then all of our bonus episodes, of course. But you can always find the transcripts from like a year ago or two years ago on our website. It's always there for you. And if you search for Ukraine and you scroll back, what you will find is Trump withholding aid from Ukraine and was actually impeached for it back in 2020. Mitt Romney, if you guys remember, was the only U.S. senator 
Republican U.S. Senator to vote to impeach him over this. Obviously, we see now Ukraine was definitely in need of our help leading up to all this. And and Trump still to this day sides with Putin. He continues to praise Putin for his actions, even as the world is watching the devastating consequences of them. But Putin may have genuinely lost touch with reality as of late. Journalists who have spent a lot of time in the Kremlin circle are admitting that even Putin's closest advisors are shocked that he has done this and advised him strongly against it. To a certain extent, he's acting all by himself, not just Russia acting by himself, but Putin acting by himself with Trump as his only cheering section. Because the Russian people definitely do not seem to be on his side. More than 1,700 Russians have now been arrested for protests in Russia. So this is nothing new. You know, in Russia, being jailed peacefully for opposing the government is commonplace. Just another day. But it's been reported that 1,700 Russians have now been jailed after protesting the war in Ukraine specifically. As we have emphasized since the beginning, Russia and Ukraine have a deep historical relationship, not just as neighbors, but they're culturally intertwined. Kind of like Oklahoma and Texas. Everyone knows someone in the other state. So the Russian people did not approve of this unprovoked violence against people that they share such close ties to. The problem is Putin was not elected legitimately. So the Russian people don't have any way to hold him accountable for this betrayal. They're not free and basically never have been. If you're interested in learning more about the history of Russia's political corruption, our Patreon has a special bonus episode from last year called Russia's Road of Bones, and I highly recommend a listen for some great historical context. You can head to www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media today to get access. The link is in our show notes. So as the fighting continues, the EU will will finance the delivery of weapons to Ukraine. So the fighting in Ukraine is definitely centering around the capital city of Kiev. Again, not the territories that Putin claimed he wanted as part of Russia. But they are also targeting two other larger cities as well. He is exploding apartment buildings and making moves to try and enter these cities. About 200,000 Ukrainians have fled, and video footage of their tearful goodbyes and border crossings have flooded our social feeds. Civilians in Ukraine are gathering glass bottles by the binful to make homemade bombs known as Molotov cocktails. Volunteer fighters, even elderly ones, oh, it breaks my heart, have taken up arms across Ukraine to protect their democracy. Their bravery has been astounding and so inspiring to me. 
The EU has also pledged more weapons to help cover and to help cover the cost of getting them to the Ukrainian forces. But will it be enough? So now the Kremlin has said that he is ready for talks and Ukraine has agreed. I am very cautious with talking about this, though, you guys. Talks seem possible, but Putin continues to say one thing and do another. Like I've said a bunch lately, echoing President Biden here, You've got to look at what Putin is doing and not listen to what he's saying. Like a toxic ex, he tends to say what you want to hear in the moment and then continue to do whatever he feels like whenever he feels like it. And right now he is saying that he's open to talks, but he's also still advancing on Kyiv. So there's no real reason to slow down our support of Ukraine right now, not until we actually see Putin pulling troops out in a retreat, which just feels unlikely at this stage. Even though the Chinese government at this point is actually even publicly encouraging Putin to back down and to commit to peace talks. That's when you know you need to do it. The U.S. and Europe have also levied sanctions specifically against Putin himself and his finances rather than the overall country of Russia. It has become crystal clear that Putin himself is the aggressor here, not even his cronies in the Kremlin. And as such, the Allies have opted to freeze his personal assets so that he cannot tap into them during this wartime season. Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, has also agreed to talks with Russia, though. It has become clear, though, that he is the main target of the Russian troops. They want to take out Zelensky and his family so as to essentially cut off the head of the Ukrainian democracy and leave them leaderless. So when Putin offered to host the talks in Belarus, Zelensky knew this was a bad plan as Belarus has been in Putin's pocket since day one. They too have an illegitimate leader, so the two kind of flock together. Zelensky is instead asking that the talks be held in Israel. And I have to say, I've been so impressed with Zelensky as a leader. He's been strong, confident, and brave through this entire ordeal. He is young for a head of state, only 44 years old. So he should be proud of the way that he's led. Let's hope that his troops and allies can keep him safe. More than anything else through all of this, what I want to emphasize to you guys is that the Cold War era is over. The fact is, the Cold War era is done. Many felt that Putin's behavior leading up to this was perfectly reminiscent of the Cold War. But this war is very real. It's not a one of words, but one of real tangible violence. But even though it would be great if Putin backed down tomorrow and gave Ukraine everything that it wanted in the peace talks, this war will have still happened. People have still died in vain over this. 
homes, schools, and businesses went up in flames for nothing. Families were separated for no good reason. Ukraine's prized art and historical collections are having to be hidden from bombings. And Putin, let's hope, will face some real consequences for this on the international stage, regardless of how quickly he retreats. And for our last story today, I could not save this one for our next episode or save it for next week. It is just too exciting. I had to let you guys know Joe Biden has nominated a new Supreme Court justice just in the nick of time. So if you guys remember, Biden promised that he would have a new Supreme Court nominee by the end of February. And despite all that is going on in the world, he has stuck to that timeline and announced yesterday that he will be nominating Katanji Brown Jackson for the job. She was one of those favored options that we discussed back at the end of January. She was born in D.C. and has served on the D.C. Court of Appeals Circuit since 2001. Her confirmation proceedings should start this coming week in Congress. If confirmed, she would be the first black woman ever to serve on the United States Supreme Court. History in the making. I have goosebumps just thinking that little black girls and grown women alike across this country will finally see themselves represented on the highest court of the land. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote. If you hear the dogs, keep going. If you see the torches in the woods, keep going. If they're shouting after you, keep going. Don't ever stop. If you want a taste of freedom, keep going. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider becoming a patron of our podcast. For $7.99 a month, you can unlock tons of perks like breaking news text messages so that you're never out of the loop. Tons of bonus episodes are already up there ready for you to binge and a discussion board full of networking opportunities and much more. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media today to become a patron. This is the best way to support our show. Our patrons make news du jour possible. But a couple other ways to support our podcast are rate and review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen, share on your social media, you have influence, tell your friends, family, and colleagues that you love news du jour and why you listen. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, just sugarfreemedia, all one word on TikTok, and sugarfree underscore media on Twitter. We also have a weekend newsletter called Dreamers Digest that's full of dreamy content recommendations for your weekend and a life update from yours truly. Sign up today on our website www.sugarfreemedia.co Our music is by Joey Lavoy and Nicholas Foster Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Katherine Jezik Designs 
Any twinkling or little footsteps you might hear in the background are by my dog, Rhett. He's a rescue pup and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from Oh, oh.